All right, guys, before I release this episode, I wanted to give you all a heads up. Uh, Mark and I actually recorded this same episode three days prior to the one I'm going to post. He came over. We did this whole plan. Um, I realized when we were done that I did not hit record on my microphone. You could only hear my voice through Mark's microphone. Um, I was just going to go ahead and post it just admit that i made a mistake but it was like you couldn't hear anything i was saying so mark was nice enough to come over and redo this but i just want to give a heads up you know i'm a huge advocate that we all make mistakes there's no shame in being wrong in life and admitting when you're wrong anyone who knows me is i'm gonna fight that i'm right but i always admit when i'm wrong in the end um anyways i just gotta say that it's kind of unnecessary because i don't think anybody would have ever caught on to it and me and mark and cassandra would have been the only ones who knew but i'm an honest guy so just fyi mark came back over a couple days after we recorded to what so we could redo this entire conversation that we already had um i don't know why i just like as i'm listening to it i just feel like i wanted y'all to know not that you would ever know but uh this is new. This is raw. I'm trying to figure out step by step. So I did make a mistake, and I'm owning up to it. And we redid it. And this uh, this episode is amazing. I think it's very thought provoking. So I'm excited to see what everybody hears. And once again, thanks for listening. Having said that, now having said that, having said that, having said that. What's up, fellow listeners and podcasters? This is uh, Having Said That with Lander Griffith. I am your host, as I am every single week, Lander Griffith. Today, we have a legend in front of us. He is a podcasting god among men. We're getting loose with the language here. All the way from the Pick 4 podcast, who just happens to be my best friend, Mark Youngblood. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. Are you excited? I'm extremely excited, um, and I can't tell if it's because of what we're going to talk about or because of the fact that we've been wanting to do podcasts for years, 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 and years. You and I have both discussed it uh, with each other for at least, I would say, three years plus. Had some ideas back and forth, uh, some that we would do together, but no one really ever did anything with it. It was like it was just talk. Yeah. Finally, you get your podcast going. Yeah, I go in there. I and once I get an idea, it's like the, the worm that keeps digging. See, I, I, if, it, if it gets going, I have to execute it or it will make me bananas. I wish I had that mentality. Um, I really do because if that would have happened, this would have been a podcast three years ago. Yeah. Um, I would have been an RN five years ago, whenever I first started my RN trek after I graduated OBN school. And I'm yeah. still not quite there, about three months away. Uh, I wish I had that mentality. I have to, yeah. Uh, now I can start it, and it may uh, fizzle away. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, writing and blogs, right? The painting mm-hmm. uh, fizzled out. So this, uh, this may only be like a two or three month experiment, but uh, I already have like I don't, I don't extra stuff yeah, lined up. And I don't think yours is going to be a two or three month shows, experience. Shows like saved and ready to post. You know, for, for extra stuff. Weeks, you know, yeah. Well, yours with the theme that you chose can go on exponentially like there's there's no way there's ever gonna be a stop to pick for i have no idea where the hell this is going (laughs) i've got like probably 10 or so people who have claimed they want to be on here we'll see if any of them actually show up yeah i may just have to change the name at some point i've got more name backups 
But yeah, you can just start over. Yeah, exactly. No one will ever know. Yeah. I'll just turn my picture the other way. It's like uh, the Michael Scott paper. <laughs> you know, an infinite supply of names. So... Now that I say what I just said about my, my picture, yes, for all you listeners knowing, I do know my picture is upside down. Um, it was an accidental um, miracle that it happened, and it's staying that way, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So, let's get on with the show. Would you say that you're a lover of food? Uh, clearly. Like, clearly. Yeah. Look at my waist size and my... Doughy physique. Doughy physique. My, my armpits and my waist. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I would agree for myself. I've always considered myself like a foodie. Um, when we plan vacations, Cassandra plans the fun stuff so we're not stuck inside all day, I just look at restaurants. Yeah. Food. And I don't want to go to the restaurants where everybody else goes. Like, if you're a traveler and come in there, I'm not going to read on the chili. Yeah, exactly. Travelocity. <laughs> my first rule is I will not go anywhere that Lubbock has. Yeah. That makes my skin crawl. Like they, I mean, that, that should be. Stupidest thing ever, right? But it's if not. If you're going to go somewhere, then go somewhere to do something different. And I don't want to go to a touristy spot. Mm-hmm. I want to go, if you lived in Las Vegas and you wanted to take Mindy out for lunch, where are y'all going to go? That's where I want to go. Yeah. Okay. I've, like, been asked questions on food before. Like, hey, have you, do you like this? Do you like that? I can answer that easily. Never been confused by a question on food before. Having said that, you sent me a text message not too long ago that blew my mind when you said it. I did some research and my mind is still a little bit blown. <laughs> I would like for you to repeat the question to me that you asked me the other day. Okay, so we started talking about uh, podcast topics and uh, without really having any sort of background on what to go from. Sure. Since you, you were just getting started. No, we don't really know where this is heading. Yeah. I just started thinking, like, I, if you've hung around me very long, you know that I like to ask questions to provoke thought, not because, like, I necessarily stand on one side of the fence or the other on, sure. on whatever I ask. So, I agree. I'm the same way. Uh, I pose this question to you. Is a hot dog a sandwich? So we're going to pause for everybody out there listening to say, holy cow, I've never thought about that, but I have no idea the answer to that. <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? So when you asked me that, my first inclination is, to me, 100%, a hot dog is a sandwich, okay? My reason being is that you have bread and you have a substance in between. Yeah. Like, if you define sandwich, I think you go ingredients within a starchy exterior. Agreed. Um... I asked a whole bunch of people at work, like everybody that was standing around me at the time, uh, there's probably five or six people, I immediately asked out loud and I got the same reaction that that I had on myself whenever you text me that. Everyone's like, wait, what? Is that a question? Not a single person that I asked agreed with me that a hot dog is a sandwich. One guy said, well, because a sandwich, first of all, what he said is a sandwich has to have meat. So he kind of could see where I was going, but a sandwich does not have to have meat. Not necessarily, no. I think if you're talking of one of the most iconic sandwiches of all time, you're going to grilled cheese sandwich, right? Yeah. A lot of people have bacon. I've had grilled ham and cheese, grilled turkey cheese, but the original is a grilled cheese sandwich. So the idea that a sandwich has to have meat, we're throwing that out the door. Correct. Okay. I would agree. 
course, then you have everybody else whose argument is, is because you need it to be stackable. In order for it to be a sandwich, it has to be stackable. Okay? Okay. I, I'm still standing in the boat that, it's a, that a hot dog is a sandwich, though. And one of the reasons is because if it's not a sandwich, then what does it classify as? Um, I asked my boss this question. Actually, she happened to walk up at this time. And I asked her what she thought. And she said, a hot dog is just a hot dog. It's in its own category. I said, there's, there's no way that it's in its own category. Okay? I don't believe that it is. So she, she used a great example that kind of made me second guess my answer. She said, if you were going out to dinner, and you're, you know, the, the fight that every couple has is, what are we going to eat for dinner? Mm-hmm. If you're going to say, do we want to do Chinese? No. Do you want to do pizza? No. Do you want to do sandwiches? Yes, let's do sandwiches. She said, well, then would you in turn go to Sonic and get a chili cheese cone for the sandwich? Yeah. Um, But also, like, at that point, I think you're maybe splitting hairs about... It's just the the verbiage of it, right? Right. Labels are stupid because you fall you fall into this argument. So <laughs> here, here we are. Yeah, if you're gonna label something, then then the argument becomes that once it's labeled, it can only be that thing. It, like that's how you end up. That's always what stereotypes. it is. Yeah, like it can't be something else. Which then you end up with the same thing over and over because that label doesn't allow you to explore other options that branch off of off of that this this is one of the reasons why i've always looked up to you and your your way of thinking is for that right there like yes this is about food but that could be towards anything sure right we don't have to label anything yeah like in the first thing uh, this is going to steer the conversation go in the there. direction but like go. the first thing that i think about when we talk about that about right. labels is uh sexual orientation i knew that's where you were going because <laughs> i couldn't agree more with that Come yeah on. So, it, you know, it's too easy to just try to put somebody in one category, square yep. box in this corner because it very rarely do they only you may have remain within that box. Just segued into a uh, episode that I'll be doing soon with a good friend of mine, Kaylee. Um, what we could label everybody as just human. Let's just say that. be easy. Okay. So I started looking around and I asked a bunch of people at work. I asked my wife. Nobody but myself agrees that a hot dog is a sandwich. Okay? Okay. No one had a a horrible answer as to why it can't be, but no one was definite as to why it was. Like I said, it it has to be a sandwich because of this reason, that reason, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have hired a investigator who will help be helping me out with the show. Okay. Kind of like if you're if you're a fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, which if you're not, you're stupid. This guy is my Jamie. He just doesn't work in the house with me, but he's my looker-upper guy. Okay, he is not on payroll at the time. Yeah, <laughs> he may be at some point. Um, Until he sends you the invoices. Yeah, exactly. Many people probably just know him as Kenneth. A lot of people know him as Doctor Shrunk. I now know him and refer to him as Detective Shrunk. Kenneth Shrunk, P.I. P.I. Exactly. I like that. Do you want to know the answer to your question that you gave me? Well, I guess let me ask you this first. When you sent that, did you have an answer? Because you haven't said whether you think it is or not. You just made me think. I would say yes, 
but. Yes, but. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, okay. That's my answer. I can respect that answer. Okay. Yeah. So my investigator looked up, and by I mean like he did some extensive research. Okay. Let me just tell you what he did. He Googled, Googled is a hot dog a sandwich. Yeah. And the first thing that popped up on his phone, he sent me a screenshot, and that was the answer we came up with. So he's earning his paycheck for that about, what is like 0.12 seconds that Google can come up with a pretty good answer. So there is something that's known as the cube rule. C-U-B-E, the cube rule. There are eight categories of food, each defined by the placement of starch. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. So, a starch on top and bottom that is not connected, okay, is obviously a sandwich, okay? That's going to bring up another question for me here in a second, okay? Yeah, yeah. But, now listen, hear me out, because this is going to blow everybody's mind, and all you people that said it's not a sandwich, you were correct, but I guarantee you didn't guess what this is classified as, okay? (laughs) Starch on the bottom and two opposing sides... Now, we're talking about two of the meat, so we're using the hot dog window right now. Of the ingredients. Of the ingredient. Okay. okay. Starch on the bottom and two opposing sides is known as a taco. <laughs> so if we're going to get technical, a hot dog is a taco. Okay? Okay. I can kind of see like where that's getting, but if you're going by the rules, I can see more taco than sandwich. Now that I think about it, like if I have to define one or two, I can see where the taco is. So the the defining factor then becomes if if your starch is one U-shaped starch, correct, or two separate starches, correct. So like when I just said I had a question, is what about like a, a hoagie sandwich? Because usually the hoagie it's still looking like a bun where the bottom part is still connected. You know, sometimes it may break yeah, off, but that's the way the hoagie they is. cut all the way through that bread. Right. So does that mean that those sandwiches are officially tacos now? They're not sandwiches. Subway tacos. <laughs> Subway tacos. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, that brings up a whole another set of circumstances. So if we're saying it's a taco, so is a... Like, what do we do with... With burritos. So burritos, the starch goes all the way around. Okay. Does that fall in the, the sandwich category or the the fact that it's like encompassed the ingredients? Right. Is that like a, is, whole a, is a burrito its own yeah. category? So if that's also the case, did you ever eat at a place called Pita Pit before it closed down? Mm-mm. You missed out. It was amazing. But what Pita Pit does is they get your pita bread, but they... Cut it to hollow out the pita. They shove it in, and they roll that up as like a wrap, I guess, or a okay, so no, that's two different things, though. It's not a pita anymore. Yeah, because if you don't roll it, right, then you're still technically, I guess, you're back to the point of it being a taco, really. Exactly. Yeah. But now that you've rolled it, it's now a burrito. You know, yeah, it's become encased all the way around. One of my all-time favorite foods, and there's two restaurants here in town that knock this category out of the park is Greek food. Okay. Mm -hmm. Love Greek food. Um, But their pita is just a type of bread. Yeah. Right? But sometimes they'll put it in a, what's called a gyro. A lot of people say gyro. It's a gyro. It's a gyro. It's a gyro. (laughs) But that's a taco too. 
technically, right? So there's got to be another word for that, right? Because tacos. When we imagine taco, expressly Mexican, Mexican food. So there has to be a, a better word than just labeling it a taco. taco. Yeah, I agree. So cube rule needs to work on. Who is cube? I don't like, really know who cube is. I just saw the cube. Steve cube or. The Cube Society? Like, do they have board meetings? So, really, so... Detective Trunk, for follow-up episode, we need to know who Cube yeah. is. And why we is Cube, more Cube making the rules? Come on. Here. Come on, Trunk. <laughs> so, when you sent me that one, you also sent me another pretty confusing question. Once again, I have never been confused by the food, right? Yeah. This one made more sense, and I had a lot of people agree more than disagree. Okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to set you up the scenario first. You are hungry. Okay? Yes. Maybe you want something a little light. You get you a bowl, a spoon. Now, notice I say spoon, spoon not fork. So we're not going right. to be able to, it's going to have to cut into the mini bowl. It's got a, it's got a yeah, which is really a spoon is just a mini bowl. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, that's nice. Really, yeah, it's a bowl yeah. within a bowl. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put some liquid in this bowl, and then I may or may not, but for this case I will, I'm going to put a solid substance in there, give it a little more, make this meal a little bit more filling. Okay? Okay. What category would you think I'm making? I would think you're describing to me a bowl of cereal. Uh, see, that's funny you say that because to me, what I'm imagining as I was doing this was making a bowl of soup. Having said that, what you asked me, and it's funny that you say that because I don't think anybody would have said a bowl of cereal. Okay. Yeah. You asked me, is a bowl of cereal also just breakfast soup? I've never thought about that. If you wouldn't have texted me that, I wouldn't have. I mean, I, I could die of old age, and there's never in a million years of the most ridiculous thoughts that go into my head. And there's some crazy ones. Yeah. What I've thought of breakfast soup. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Like, probably most people would think cereal is it is its own thing. It's its own cereal category. Is only cereal. But then you, t- you start talking about does temperature play a factor? Right. So most people would say soup needs to be warm or hot. Right. Uh, that was actually my argument because when you said I asked the exact same group of people that I asked at work about the sandwich taco thing, I asked them, "Hey, well, I got a follow up question for you." Mm-hmm. Their arguments were that it needed to be uh, needed to be warm. A buddy of mine, Arturo, he's pretty well versed in food. He's traveled like all over the world and had some really good food. He said, well, peach soup is served cold, and that's an actual soup. I don't know what peach soup is. I'm interested. I want to kind of make some now, or at least look it up. Or where you find it. Where you even find it. I'm wondering if you found this in Thailand. Um, But I thought that was a great point, because it doesn't have to be hot. Gazpacho is probably the next best example. That's That's very much considered a soup. But it's, it's cold, cold. Yeah. like out of the fridge, pouring in. Yeah. Is that an Italian dish? Uh, Spanish Italian. Like from Spain. Okay. So that's a it's a pretty good. So I asked. In fact, whenever I asked all these people, I came home and I asked my wife both of these questions. She was the only person who did not agree that it was soup. 
She said there's no way because cereal is cereal and soup is soup. Okay? Maybe. Would you like to know the answer to this one? Does Cube have something to say about this? I don't think this was Cube, and unfortunately, my uh, lead detective was busy saving lives or whatever he does on the side. But yes, um, I, I definitely want to know. So I looked this up on myself. And Webster's Dictionary defines soup as the liquid having, having to be brought to a boil before it is served. Doesn't mean that it can't. It has to be served hot. You can boil it, mix your ingredients, put your, your broth, whatever it is, and cool it down. And you can still be a soup. Okay. So... By saying that, and by according to Mr. Webster, then cereal wouldn't necessarily be a soup because you're not boiling milk, correct? And I don't. You may boil your milk before you eat cereal. Well, I'm going to judge you if you do that. Sounds kind of gross, but like it's not reached the boiling point. Okay. But for it to be pasteurized, for it to be sold for commercial use and human consumption, right? Uh, during pasteurization, it has to get to uh, a certain temperature. Yeah, what do we say, 160 something degrees for right. a certain amount of time, which is just real. It's quick, like a flash burn, it's like, you know, flash freezing. It's like a yeah. flash burn essentially. So it has at one time been heated. It didn't reach boiling. See, that's a really good argument. I wouldn't have ever thought about it that way. Um, but you are heating the milk up in order. To yeah. pasteurize, I don't know. Do you know where the term pasteurization comes from? Oh, uh, didn't uh, Louis Pasteur? Louis Pasteur come up with that. Came method? up with that, and I want all of you to Google his name if you're bored tonight, laying in bed, because Louis Pasteur did a ton for us, especially in the medical community, but which reaches out to all of us. If it wasn't for him, sterilization would not exist. Okay, when he was just a scientist and thinking of stuff. He came up with the idea that, like, because we used to do surgery. I don't see, like, we in our age, but back then, they would do surgery, cut somebody open, whatever surgery they're going to do, take those same tools, set them on the counter, and wait for the next patient to come in. <laughs> we would not clean them. He also had the idea of hand washing. He said that, because he came up with the idea that there are microbes, right? Well, I started to say, didn't he, like, propose the idea that Absolutely. those existed and people laughed at People shunned him. Yeah. Um, so he came up with the idea that we need to hand wash, we need to sterilize. He came up with pasteurization. So anytime you get a milk product, like your cheeses, your cottage cheeses and stuff, if you look on there, it says pasteurized, that's because of Louis Pasteur. Yeah. He also, kind of unrelated to, to cleanliness and stuff, he came up with the vaccination for the plague. That's kind of a big deal. I would say that it's not, not a big deal. Especially right now in this world we're living in. So everybody take a moment to uh, give a little shout out to uh, Louis Pasteur. Cheers. Something else that I always think about that's not, this isn't really a question, but it bothers me. It makes my skin crawl. Okay. At breakfast time. So I'm counting personally. There's no right or wrong answer to this. I don't even care what you think about it. But I consider breakfast time to end 10 to 1030. Okay. Mm-hmm. After that, like I've known people to eat lunch about 10.30. If you come into work at 4 in the morning, that's yeah. lunchtime. If you go up, and I do this all the time, at, it works a prime example. You're standing in line and it's your turn to order. And s- someone orders a bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast burrito. Okay, do you see the problem that I'm having with this? Yeah, I mean, it's 
boils down to labels, though, right? Labels wouldn't that just be expectations? A, right? Wouldn't that just be a breakfast, a bacon, egg, and cheese burrito? To me, breakfast is implied because of the time of the day that you're ordering that burrito. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've never, you know, Josie's burritos, great place here in Lubbock. I, I'd be shocked if I could talk to every one of the Josies around here. If anyone has ever come up to them at noon and said, "Can I have, please have a barbacoa and bean lunch burrito?" <laughs> <laughs> you don't order yeah, a lunch probably burrito. Probably none people have said that. Yeah. But everyone wants to order it as a breakfast burrito. Yeah, the identifier. So then the question is, and this is a real question. If I order a, which I wouldn't because I can't stand it, so I'm switching my meats over here to sausage. If I order me a sausage, egg, and cheese burrito lunchtime and or dinner time, is it still considered a breakfast burrito or is it just sausage, egg, and cheese because it's having breakfast ingredients? Yeah, the, the expectation, I guess, it gets applied that way because those foods are so associated with breakfast. So breakfast really should be like a, a, a time of day identifier, I think, rather than... Than a food? Yeah, than, than identifying the food itself. Well, so there's a show that you kind of turned me on to that I've seen a thousand times, and I hope that he keep releasing more and more episodes on Netflix called Ugly Delicious. And since we're talking about food, everybody out there, I'm telling you, get on Netflix, watch Ugly Delicious. The show's fantastic. Um, David Chang is, is the chef that it follows. Just quick about the show it's not your typical like stand behind the counter and like cook food or they do some of that definitely not a food competition it is he goes into the culture of food yeah it's much more uh, he brings up an episode of of the history of each of those items absolutely he he brings up an episode and i'm digressing but i don't care that still to this day gives me chills when i think about it especially the way i believe and anyone who knows me knows how i feel about this specific topic Food can be racist. Yeah. And he talks about that with the fried chicken one. It was good, man. I watched it twice in a row, and I bet I've seen it five times since, and I can't... Like, I tell patients, I tell everybody I know, like, if you're not going to watch the show, just watch that episode. Mm -hmm. But that's that's a whole other conversation. But the reason I bring that up is it shows him waking up in the morning. I don't know if he's from Korea or has a Korean background. I think he has a Korean background, but he's he's from Korea. Yes. He was born in Virginia, I think. So he is, like he wakes up, get out of bed, and his wife's hungry for breakfast. And he whips up uh, rice. Looked like they had a fry egg on top of it and stuff, but things that I wouldn't eat for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I know that he's not saying, hey, babe, what do you want for breakfast? It's like, hey, babe, what do you want to eat? Yeah. So it's a cultural thing. Um, in fact, Arturo, who helped me out with some of the other questions that I had, he's the one that I said that traveled. He may have been to Korea, not Thailand, but he was saying over there, like, he's the one that brought that up, is there is no breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. You eat what you eat when you eat. I've seen, uh, I'm a big Anthony Bourdain fan, too. Mm. In the episode where uh, he goes to Thailand with uh, Andy, uh, I can't remember his last name, pretty famous Thai chef who's actually American. Uh, They go to Thailand, and they're, this particular area of Thailand, their their dialect, like when you greet somebody, uh, instead of saying good morning sure. or you know good afternoon, the, the translation for the for the greeting is actually "Have you eaten rice yet?" <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That's amazing, actually. Uh, it makes me wonder too, and I, I this is just me thinking off the top of my head. It doesn't matter what the answer is for here, but. 
if breakfast is an Americanized thing. Well, yeah. Like, and that's the breakfast foods, I guess I should say. Typically American, though, is for us to adopt something and change it up and, and corrupt it forever. from where it originated. Exactly. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I need to look up to see if, if other other countries, other cultures, I guess, um, I think the farther, like, I would think the farther south you go from here and the farther east you get from Europe, mm-hmm. um, I think foods specific to a time of day, I think that idea starts to vanish. Well, that's a, actually, you said further south you go from here, it makes perfect sense. Like, if you're ordering breakfast time food from like a real Mexican food place here in Lubbock you mm-hmm. turn me on to a few over on 34th Street um, they almost always like if you're ordering the meal it's got rice and beans yeah. right but rice and beans from your super authentic Mexican food restaurant that people just love because it's true Mexican food Rosa's Cafe <laughs> they're doing rice and beans for lunch and supper yeah but they're authentic Mexican food yeah and you, I think you find that most of uh, the places you are, this, this word is done, like authentic. I don't yeah. really like that word either. But uh, if you go to a more authentic Mexican food place, I think that line gets blurred because one of the places I like to eat, one of the dishes I like to eat is uh, fried potatoes and refried beans, then mm. with two eggs on it and a ranchero type sauce on top of that. So sure. The beans, I think. It's just such a universally grown and, and accepted starch that you can really eat it any with anything. Yeah, it's it doesn't have to be lunch or dinner specific. Feeling it's going to hold you off. You're talking yeah. about people who may not have what we have as spool bass Americans. Who we've got beans. It's probably very easily. It lasts forever. Yeah, it's going to fill you up. Yeah, I agree. That's it. That's a good argument. We I didn't even think about that until we're talking about it. But I just wonder. But the whole breakfast thing and other cultures. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't noticed, the 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 topic of the day is think outside the box and let's mess with your head a little bit. I'm out of food questions. And by me, I mean you, I guess. I'm sure you have more, but I, I, I can't think of any of these. Okay. Yeah. Real quick, though, because this is going to kind of segue into the next question I'm going to have for you. Do you think that the orange, so I'm talking about the orange, the fruit, was named after the color orange, or was the fruit named, and then someone said, oh, that color might as well be orange, because it looks like that fruit that is an orange? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say that probably... Well, I don't know. Do do other places that don't speak English call it orange? Yeah, like I know in Spanish, they're this, the color mm. and the fruit are the same thing. Okay. Okay. Now after that, that's I have no idea. Got. Yeah. So okay. I would think that the word for the fruit mm. existed probably alone outside of the word for the color. Okay. I don't have an answer to that. Um, I would like to know. But it's just it's just something that that makes me wonder because that's an odd name for a fruit, yeah. right? Like you don't eat oranges and yellows. 
Pass me a green, bro. Pass me a green. Yeah. But on the other hand, is you, I can't imagine that being called anything else. No. But that's all we know it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you, I don't know. I, whoever named that that item, even if it is towards us or if it's worldwide, I don't know. How lazy are you? Because you think, <laughs> like, you got like a tangerine. It's orange on the outside. Um, those little cuties, like the mini oranges, those, all of those ingredients look the same, but they're known as something else. Right. Yeah. So like whoever naming these fruits, we got to be better. That's like a little old Mitch Mitch Hedberg. You remember uh, when he was naming the kitchen appliances? He talks about like, like he wants to know he's all you do is you find what that item does and you add er to the end. You're done. It's like, he uses an example of like, this makes my food fresh. He says, that's a fresher. I'm fresher. going on break. <laughs> Shout out, Edward. <laughs> so the reason I bring that up is I have another question for you. So I ask you about the color orange, correct? Correct. So where our minds are now in colors. I can, I can give you a brief, uh, ever so brief explanation of the word. In please, the please. So if you Google the history of the word orange, mm-hmm. first hit you get is the English word orange to describe the color ultimately comes from the Sanskrit term for the orange tree. Uh, in Old French, the fruit became orange. Or orange. Yeah, and this was adopted to English eventually becoming orange. So by this, this is a culture trip. Com, I guess. Okay. Uh, they're telling us that the word developed after the fruit. I think I like that a little bit better, though. I don't know why. It's just like it tries me not thinking that someone had a job to do and he was that lazy. What do you got? I don't know. They're effing oranges. Just call them oranges, bro. You remember seeing the Oreo commercial from years ago where they were trying to think of what they should name the cookie? Yeah. They're sitting at a board table and everyone's tasting it and like these old guys. One's like, Chakarama! And they have another couple like silly names. So they get over to to Pete. Pete's this younger guy and his face is just stuffed full of Oreos. Okay, because he loves these cookies. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Pete? He goes, Oreo. <laughs> and they're all genius. We'll call them Oreo. Oreo. Oh. So okay, I asked you. Wait, before we get off of that. Okay, okay. How did you define the color of something before you knew what the, the color of, it? of the fruit? Chicken and egg, man. Yeah. That's another one. Like, I wrote that down on my notes that I wanted to bring the chicken and egg up, but that's... Everyone has thought about the chicken and the egg. Yeah. I don't think anybody... I hope nobody's ever thought about this other stuff. Okay? Maybe not. Oh, they're on Reddit a lot. Oh, is that on Reddit? <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't, we don't read it here. It's, when I need, like, answers to, like, weird things... Right. That's you got to read like, it? Yeah. See what everyone else is thinking? because yeah, inevitably that question has been posted somewhere. That's hilarious. Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. I respect that. So I asked you about the colors, correct? Yeah. Having said that, I need you to put yourself in my mind. I've, I brought this topic up. Okay. Just careful. <laughs> to a lot of people. Okay. A lot of people can't quite put their mind as deep, thought-provoked as mine gets 
And sure. so they won't. Did you score 94 in your start? <laughs> Dude, I am nowhere. Like, I can't even. I feel like now, I feel like I can't sit next to a Diablo. Or he at least has to be higher than us. Absolutely. Because, I mean, a 94, that's unheard of. That's almost a 95. It's pretty close, huh? So, we're here, okay? The sh- color of the shirt. Actually, I'm going to go shorts right now, okay? What color would you call these shorts? Uh, you want the real bland general answer or like a more specific one? Uh, I'll take either. My, my first answer would be turquoise, but if we're trying to... That, that's the answer I was hoping you'd get because that's a whole other fight that my wife and I have all the time, okay? <laughs> so, I, and I see these shorts that I'm wearing as turquoise as well, mm-hmm. okay? So we both agree turquoise is turquoise is turquoise. But, I'm going to throw something at you. What if... what? my eyes see as turquoise, okay, is what your eyes see as red, okay? okay. My brain knows all of these colors. We start learning them like babies are like one year old, you know, and you're showing them colors and stuff. They may not understand it, but they're seeing there are differences and you start to label these as names. It's just a name though, okay? So we, if we both agree that our brain has been trained that this is a turquoise, what if what I see as turquoise is what you're seeing as red? So what color are your shorts? My shorts are turquoise, but the reason they're turquoise is because both of our brains have been trained to say that this color is a turquoise, right? So but if you ask somebody from, say, another planet, yeah, let aliens come back. And right. Well, they're already here. Yeah. And uh, you're having a discussion about what color your shorts are. Mm-hmm. They may say red, right? But in their head, the thought is still the same color that we associate with turquoise. That's exactly right. Okay, it's just a just a just a word. Yeah, is all that is. Yeah. So I may be seeing here, like you know, we'll we'll use Texas Tech as an easy one. They're red and black, right? Right. What if what I'm seeing is like a really cool combo with a black being a dark color, red's a little bit bright and vibrant. Is like in your eyes, the way that you see it is like a pink and a yellow. Yeah. <laughs> that has bothered me. I was uh, I was 16 years old when I thought of that question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, those of you that knew me or knew of me and have shared stories, you can imagine what was going on inside of my brain to make me think this specific question. Okay. But I don't have an answer for that. Like it's blown my mind if the colors that I see are the same colors you see, even though we're labeling them the same thing. Yeah. You know, like Shakespeare, the whole thing is is what's in a name. Yeah. Uh, what is it? A, a, a rose of an, any other name would smell just as sweet, right? Like I'm seeing green and brown and yellow on the paintings you gave me, but you may have painted those for you to be pink, no, red, and black, and <laughs> See? orange. <laughs> I've always wondered that, and I think what bothers me the most about that specific question. I don't even know if anyone's following what I'm saying. But the point of that is, is that's one answer I promise you that will never be answered. Or no question, answer. excuse me, the question that might be answered. I'll never know what it's like to see what you see out of your eyeballs out to here. Yeah. No, I think that there's a lot of stuff that science can do. I don't think that that's something that'll ever be done. Man, I would love to. They've tried and they, they've come up with some ideas, but about how animals mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. Um, 
That bothers They've me. They've got ideas, but like, how could you ever know? How you don't. You physically Like they say that, like, uh, I've heard this a bunch that dogs are colorblind. They only see black and white. What makes you think that? I'm sure it has to do with existence of rods and cones and what I don't know which one does which. Right. Right. So maybe like those, the lack of those things or how they're organized or whatever. Like would lead them to believe that was the case because that's maybe been experienced in humans. Sure. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. How could you? You really don't know even that. Know? Yeah. It's just like when people say, "Well, so and so is colorblind. He only sees in black and white." You don't know that. I do. But I'm not saying colorblind isn't a thing. I've, I've known plenty of people who are colorblind and they can't differentiate, especially colors kind of the same shade, like a pink and a red and an orange. They kind of all look the same. I respect that. But how can you tell me that that person's seen black and white? Because if he's colorblind, or she's colorblind, they don't know color. So how can you say black and white? Why? Well, how do you know they're not seeing <laughs> green and blue? Yeah. Right. Good, yeah. Good call. And that's that's about that colorblind thing bothered me from fifth grade. I'll never forget the first person I ever saw who was colorblind. I don't know if he was. He's kind of. I feel like he was kind of doing this to get a little bit of attention because I remember him asking the teacher we were coloring something. I remember this like it was yesterday. And the thing, she said, you know, color whatever red with your red crayon. And he raises his hand. Of course, everybody's listening. And he has the teacher come in and says, is this red because I'm colorblind? The reason I'm denying this kid is because he could have turned the Crayola over and it said red. <laughs> So clearly he knew it was red. Maybe he couldn't read either. Oh, okay. So he's a literate and colorblind? Yeah. Shit. Now, yeah, I'm sorry for that guy for road to there. thinking that for so long. I don't know. The, the, the color question has been bothering me for years. Yeah. How could you answer it? And that's the thing is, like, I like answers. Um, if I'm curious about something, usually I can Google it or hire my detective to Google it. Mm-hmm. Who knows if those are correct answers, but once you have that answer, you feel a little bit more better, a little bit at ease, right? Even if it's a wrong answer, at least now you can. Because you'd like the human condition is to want to compartmentalize things, you know. X goes in X box and Y goes right. in Y box. Do you ever ask people questions and then, even though you really know what the answer is, I'm not talking about like an in depth question, but like an opinion type thing, but you just ask until you get the person to agree? <laughs> There's someone in my family. Like, yeah, I'm pretty like, good at framing a question to elicit the a answer particular answer. Yeah, I joke with Reagan all the time because she'll wear like a, I don't know, like a hoodie. We'll just say she's putting on a hoodie, and we're a pretty honest family. We're all confident with you know, like if you tell me my shirt's ugly, I'm like, cool, I'm still gonna wear it. But yeah, thank you for telling me. And we do the same thing with Reagan. That girl doesn't care either. She's like, I don't care. I think it's cute. Which more respect to you. Like I, I love that about her. But, so she'll, like, put on a hoodie, she'll ask us, do you think this hoodie's cute? Mm, not so much, I'd probably return it, I don't think it looks good on you. So, Cassandra, mm, I don't think that color looks good on you. So then we'll go down to Lush, JP, and Kaylee. What do y'all think? Nah, I don't know. But then, like, she'll ask, you know, Riley, and Riley's like, oh, yeah, Reagan, yeah, fine. She's like, yeah, I told y'all. Yeah. It's cute, I told you, Riley yeah, said Riley so. said. But we just asked 38 people who agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but you're searching for that one well, answer. Yeah, I mean, that happens. That's life. Yeah, on Facebook right. all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you get me started on that. 
I got one more thought-provoking question, and I think we're going to be about out of time. Okay. Okay. You go to the store lately? Grocery store? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to guess you weren't the only person in that store. Nope. Okay. So whether that means like, you know, even whenever you're, you're getting out of your car and you're walking up to the store, it's inevitable that somebody's going to be getting their groceries walking out. You're probably going to cross paths. Maybe just do like the quit nod or something. But you see somebody. You're going up and down these aisles and the excuse me's, lots of eye contact, right? Mm-hmm. But these are total strangers. Now, you may see somebody you know and stop and chat. That's a different conversation. But the strangers, the total strangers, you've never seen these people before. A couple months ago, I thought about this and I texted you and your response to me was so funny. Okay. I asked you if of all these random people, people you don't know, you've never seen, right? Yeah. That I'm aware of. Right. Have you, do you think that you've, how many times, I don't know if I asked you like in a week or if I just said how many times in general, do you think you see that person that's a complete stranger that you've never seen before? I asked you, do you ever think about that? What did I say? You answered with, Fuck, I'm going to now. <laughs> yeah. I think about that all the time. It's I don't know why I thought about it. And it was just within the last year or so that this thought came to mind and you're the first person that I texted to, right? Mm-hmm. To like the way you think. But ever since I thought about that, it has haunted me. I'm not exaggerating for storytelling purposes. I can't go to the store without thinking that. Every, I don't say every time I cry, but at least once when I'm in that, I always wonder, I have no idea who this dude is. He's never seen me and I've never seen him, but the odds are we have both seen each other multiple times. Probably even in that store, but maybe I ran into him at Chick-fil-A or, you know? Yeah. Communities like, okay, and I'm going to say like, okay, Lubbock's not that big. Lubbock's, a, a, it's getting bigger, but in the whole grand scheme of like big cities, I don't consider Lubbock a big city by any means. But even if we're living in the metropolitan area over in Dallas, we're still like, okay, there's millions of people in that area if you're including suburbs. But you're not driving three and a half hours from one side to the other to go to the grocery store. Everyone has their routine, their little community within the community, right? Yep. So i got to believe that all these people that I'm seeing at the grocery store, I have seen at the grocery store hundreds of times, but we're complete strangers who, in theory, have never, ever seen each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. So people are creatures of habit, right? right. So, yeah, why? I, mean, I know people who do it, but why would you drive to the grocery store that's 30 minutes away rather than the one that's 10 minutes away? I'm one of those people. Well, but you don't, I mean, it's not that exaggerated, though. So if you're not about, talking about five minutes, yeah. that, that's not a big deal. And the reason is because there's less people to yeah. do with it. The other <laughs> less people for you to wonder about. Okay, so if, if we're talking about routine, Let's assume everybody within, you know, the two-mile radius of that particular store goes exclusively to that to store. To that store, right. I think it just becomes a numbers game. So how big of an area are you talking about for this particular store? Right. Your population density, your frequency to that place. Right. Versus their frequency as well. Yeah. So, there. I mean, there's lots of things that would have to line up for you for that to happen because you're probably talking about tens of thousands of people through the course of say 30 days right um and if you stretch that out over the course of a year yeah you probably run into the odds are increased yeah 
I don't know what it is, but some I think about that and I'm just like, man, like, and this isn't like someone like, oh, I recognize him, but I can't put a name to the face. Yeah. You see those people all the time. I think I've told you that. I'm I can't stand that. Super good with faces, mm-hmm. but I, I'm horrible with names. So I can see a dude or, or a woman somewhere and have that inclination that, man, I've laid eyes on you somewhere before. And I may not ever come up with where. Yeah. But I hardly ever forget a face. We went to, to date night on Saturday night. And we were eating at a restaurant. And we're big people watchers. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we can have like outings with just me and my wife to where there's not a whole lot of conversation. But we're both like we're spot on in the way we think. And we can just look at each other and just laugh because we're both thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying we're judging anybody, but you know. Oh, I judge. There's judging for sure. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Anyways, it was funny because just the other night while we're sitting there, this guy walks up and it's kind of like everybody can be distracted as people because there was a couple sitting down who ran into a couple that they knew. So they're ever, now all four people are standing up in a restaurant and chatting. Mm-hmm. Not a problem with it. I'm just saying it's easy for people to focus on that, right? Yeah. So I look at that guy and he, like he has some tattoos that like are probably pretty distinct so he stands out. But I, I told Cassandra, I said, hey, that guy right there standing up, uh, when you had your season ticket for football at Tech, he sat like a couple rows down in a, a section over from you. And she kind of looked at me and she she did. She goes, holy shit, babe, well done. Yeah. But it was the weirdest thing. Like, it wasn't even one of those, like, I should probably know this guy. I don't know what it was, but like, I knew he sits here. This is what section and seat in a row he was in. He was the guy that's always getting the crowd hyped up. I'm pretty sure he was a cheerleader at Fortec at one point. It's the way that he presents himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know him from that. I just remember, like, I only went to a game with her a couple of times. I just thought it was the funniest so, thing. So, yeah. So, okay, so the way my brain works is, yeah, I probably recognize that guy. Like, it would be easier to do because, A, the tattoos, that's, like, unique to sure. everybody that has a tattoo. Absolutely. So if he's got visible ones... That's going to, like, stick in your Something's, brain. yep. Even if you only saw him for five seconds one time. Sure. And then the fact that he then, okay, he's got these tattoos. Now you can associate the, those tattoos with how he normally dresses and would appear in mm-hmm. public. Mm-hmm. So that helps stick that in there. Right. And now also you're in this restaurant where he's standing up drawing attention to himself. So all these things have to line up. But because... This one instance where he made himself more observable, all that stuff now real. Everything's back. coming back from yeah. the, the memory that you didn't think was ever yeah, even there. That wasn't really a memory. Yeah. yeah, it's not much of a memory. I don't know. Pretty crazy. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I got one if you want to talk about it. I would love to hear it. All right. I feel like I kind of stole the show here, even though it's no, funny. It's your, it's your show, bro. You got to drive the bus. <laughs> Unless... Ty King is on my show, which he is. We have a great show lined up, and I would love to do one with the three of us. I don't know where we're going, but what a blast we had. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. We, yeah, just put alcohol in front of us. Yeah, that's all we need. Yeah. But if Ty King's here, even if even if it's not intentional, he's driving this bus. All right, so how, how things are colored, like what color they represent. Okay. It, it comes from the wave of color that that object reflects in a beam of light. Okay. Okay, so red objects reflect 
the red wavelength mm. in a light, light source. Right. Okay. So, do things. Okay, what color then? Well, let me back up. I didn't do a good job there. It helps if you say, having said that, it'll get the mind going. Yeah, yeah, correct. Having said that. White, the color white, right? is white because it reflects all of the color in a light source. Okay. That's really confusing to me because I would think, and I don't have like much art behind myself, that that's the opposite. The black then absorbs all those colors rather than reflecting. Okay, okay, okay. When you obviously you're saying reflect, but when you start talking absorb, I can okay, I'm with you. Now. So that, yeah, the reason that makes a lot of things sense. are so much hotter than other things is because it absorbs way more right energy than what light colored things do. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. That makes right. sense. No, so it that if way. black as a color mm -hmm. absorbs all the light and you and you see you're technically seeing no light. Right. Is space or the absence of light black or or do we just call it dark so what, what color kind of, is dark you're kind of saying that black is more more of an idea than a color i don't know about an idea but you can't really define you can define black but you can't define dark right right do you know the definition of darkness no i do not besides my soul <laughs> just yeah. kidding. The space where my heart moves? Yes, yeah. that one. So, darkness is defined as the absence of light. Okay. Okay, I was in, not even a psychology class, I was in a science class when I was probably 18, 19 years old, and I didn't understand what the guy was saying, and whenever this instructor explained it to me, like, it opened up my mind. Like, that, I honestly think that conversation is what made me start thinking about things a little bit more differently than, and I, I, there's no pun here, differently than black and white mm -hmm. okay you cannot create darkness okay the only thing you can do is take light away from something and then like i think you might have kind of hinted at that is then what you're left with is darkness yeah okay tell me how you create darkness okay make your face like do something right now with what you have to only see dark right now uh we'll do we'll do hands it's exactly and, and hold that for a second. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that's the Okay, you're good now. What he did, and I will post a picture of it, he put his hands to cover his eyes, so therefore you only just saw darkness, right? Right. But you didn't make anything dark. What you did by cupping your hands and putting them over your face, what you have now done is remove the light that we have from, from the lights in here, the computer, the natural sunlight coming in. You've just removed all that, so now there's darkness. Okay. But you cannot create that. You're only taking something away. Okay. okay, so same with then hot and cold. That's 100% correct. You can't make something colder. You can only remove the heat. Yeah. Coldness is the removal of heat. Yeah. Let that sink with you for a little bit. Uh, when I heard that for the first time, it it really messed with me. I think you ought to like, have to start saying the term correctly then. Okay. Like, instead of saying, I, I want my drink colder. No, I want to, my drink to have less, less heat. hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remove more heat please. remove the heat but it is true and when I, I guarantee that I've tried to explain that to a lot of different people before then I got stupid looks like I'm the idiot yeah but I kind of respect that because when this instructor told me that I gave him the look like you're an idiot and I think he knew 
the look I was given, so he explained it to me, and I was like, dude, that that's mind-blowing. Yeah. There is no such thing as darkness. Only the absence of light. <laughs> I mean, yep. Dark, dark does not have a color. Dark. So do the things in your refrigerator, do mm. they have color inside the refrigerator when the light is not on? I would say no. <laughs> it's just it's like it's a, a black, black void until so you open it and then all the objects appear. God, I'm, okay, I don't even care how long this is about to go. Okay, I got one more quick one for you. Okay, because you talked about like they just appear. Yeah, I've always wondered this too. Okay, you exist, and I know you exist because you're sitting right in front of me. I can physically touch you. Okay, I can hear your voice. I'm staring right at you. Okay, but how do I know that there truly is a Mark Youngblood? Not somebody I have created in my head. I named this creation Mark. I gave Mark a background and a history. Okay, mm -hmm. and every time I have wanted there to be a Mark for whatever reason in my life, and we've known each other a, little, a very long time. I was a very little kid whenever I met you that you only appear into into my head or to my life or whatever when I need you here, okay? Want you here. So I'm okay. like, okay, I have something. I feel like I need to text. Mark would be the person that this text should go to. So when I text it, bam, I've created something that I know that you're going to text me. I don't know when you leave this what you're going to do. If you're even going anywhere, you may just disintegrate and until I want you to reappear. Okay? Okay. So we've all created our own little things into our own minds. So like, how do you know, like when you leave, do you know I'm going to sit here and put this computer up and go on? I'm going to take my son to go do this and that. You don't know that unless you want me to tell you this stuff. You create in your head, I want to know what Leonard's doing later. So then I'm going to text you like, hey, I'm not taking Riley to jujitsu. Yeah. So we don't really know if anything or anybody exists in this world other than what we've created for what we want to happen good and bad you don't know that well but i mean don't other people verify that existence though not Is that only in that moment it's only, only in that moment yeah it? i don't think that they really can though like how do i know because like okay let's say that here in a minute we're walking out and a like a white car drives by in front of my house mm -hmm. okay Maybe subconsciously, I wanted at that time a white car to drive by, and that's why. So I can only prove myself like there are other people here. That's because I wanted to believe that. Okay. So are all those people at the grocery store? I wanted them to those be those manifestations. It's out weird. Of desire also, it's weird though that you mentioned that specific <laughs> topic because if that's the case. I'm messing with my own mind more than I should yeah. because about wondering if I've ever seen them whenever technically I'm the one that just created them to be there anyway. So I, I wanted that guy to be there to mess with my head. You need that conflict. Apparently I do. Like, why can't I just, yeah, why can't I just go grab a block of cheddar and leave without making, because I created well, then all this. Why do you have to go get the cheese at all? Why can't you manifest it in the fridge? Into the fridge? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, we've exploded this. It's a good one, though. But that's another thing that I've wondered. I was also 16 at the time when I thought of that. Man. Okay. Good old days. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Corey Miller, if you're listening to this show, and I may just text it to you for this exact conversation, you personally will know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm just going to leave it with this, and everyone else, I don't care what you say, only Corey will know what I'm talking about. The world of nuts. <laughs>
<laughs> don't ask. Dude, this is good. I appreciate yeah, you coming so, over so. Um, to do, you know, I did the, the, the first episode by myself. I thought that was only natural, but yeah. before I could start lining up people to come over, it wouldn't feel right. I would feel dirty having somebody else sitting in that chair for the first guest that wasn't you. Uh, I appreciate you extending the offer to me first. Um, tell everybody here real quick before we let you go how they can find you. I talked a little bit about your podcast, but we're here. What's it called? What's Quickly, yeah, what's about uh, where can they find you? It's Pick 4 Podcast. Um, That's the number four. Yep, we've been doing it over oh, 14, 15 episodes in. Nice. Um, you can email me, pick4podcast at gmail.com or Instagram or Twitter. It's at pick4podcast. Uh, found at the same place you'll find this, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the other smaller uh, ways to get podcasting is where you can find the pick pork podcast all over makes for great listens lots of laughs um some thought-provoking stuff as well i highly advise you check that out after you check this out one thing before we're done is queso soup oh god i'm just gonna leave everybody <laughs> just leave with, with the, yeah. in fact here's what i want to do with that is if uh, comment i'm on instagram at having said that landry i am now on twitter um at HST Landry for having said that. HST on Twitter, having said that um, on Instagram. Comment, let us know what do you think is queso soup. Uh, before, quickly, before I say something else, you have not acknowledged I set up a prop for you over your left shoulder. The unicorn? There is a pink unicorn staring right at you that I have now dubbed the having said that mascot. <laughs> We're in the studios because I'm home alone right now, but normally we're in my three-year-old daughter's bedroom, and that is her uh, her stuffed animal. And that's kind of her way of saying, hey, if you're going to use my room, you're going to acknowledge it. Okay. So I brought the unicorn into the living room. I like it. Be sure, to, be sure to find me, like I said, uh, Instagram, at having said that Landry, Twitter, at HST Landry. I will be dropping a new episode every Tuesday morning. Um, Apple, Spotify, or any other place you can get podcasts. Please, please, please like it. Follow it. If you follow it, it'll alert you on your phone when a new one's come. Share with it. Um, I ask that everybody just tell four or five people um, that we're here. I'm trying to get this thing going. Thank you all for listening. Um, before I leave, I want to challenge everybody to do something today. I challenge everybody listening to do something kind for somebody else today. Um, doesn't have to be a big grand gesture, although if you want it to be, more power to you. Pay for the person behind you when you're at Taco Casa. Um, hold the door open for somebody that probably doesn't even the door the held open for them. You know, give them the the uh, eye contact and a nod and ask them how they're doing. I think we all forget how small, tiny gestures can make such huge, huge impacts on people's lives. Uh, join us next week. We have another special guest, David Owens, and some really funny uh, stories to kind of lead back to when we were a little bit younger. I know everyone will enjoy that. Thank you all for listening, and as Cassandra absolutely hates, peace!